Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 71 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. And if you are a theater professional, or if you know any, make sure you or they go to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free theater professional profile. All you need is an email address. Create a password. It's absolutely free. Just go to www.curtaincallonline.com and sign up today. And now for this week's podcast. This week's episode is a little bit of a throwback, but up to date at the same time, and I will explain. Uh, last year, we covered Claire Van Campen's Fair Nelly and the King after it transferred from the Sam Wanamaker Playhouse at Shakespeare's Globe uh, when it went into the Duke of York's Theatre in London's West End. Now, when we saw it, I had a, a huge hunch that this production wouldn't be the last for this company. I mean, it was just too good of a play for New York not to enjoy and we all know about New York's love affair with Mark Rylance and no, it's not just New York, it's everybody's really uh, Twelfth Night, Richard III uh, not to mention Jez Butterworth's Jerusalem and and I was right, yeah, so on Sunday this week uh, Farinelli opened on Broadway with many of the original cast returning to reprise their roles including Mark Rylance as King Philip the Philippe, I should say, the fifth and Melody Grove um, as his loving wife, Queen Isabella. And the reviews have been, well, pretty much raves across the board with uh, the New York Times' Ben Brantley actually saying, um, Watching Mr. Rylance's Philippe experience Farinelli's voice, we hear what he hears. And an actor and a singer temporarily turn a night at the theater in an anxious city into an Eden beyond worldly care, all the more precious for its evanescence. That is... High praise, indeed, from Brantley. Um, and getting just as many great notices as the play's stars are uh, Sam Crane and Yeston Davis, who play Farinelli and Farinelli's voice, respectively. Now, if you haven't seen the play, I'll, I'll have to explain the plot a little bit so you get what I'm saying. So King Philippe V of Spain is uh, depressed when he has insomnia, and he pretty much uh, stays in his chamber all day. And Queen Isabella, de- desperately trying to find a cure, hears of Farinelli. Farinelli is a castrato with a voice so divine, it is said that it has the power to captivate all who hear it. So Isabella invites uh, F- uh, Farinelli to the, well, to the palace. Uh, and, um, 
And even Philippe is astonished when Farinelli sings and begs him to stay. And this gets him out of his cycle of of bipolar depression and insomnia. Um, now, the convention that director John Dove employed here was to have renowned countertenor Yeston Davis play the castrato Farinelli, uh, and who basically sings the arias standing, literally standing next to Sam Crane. And, you know, it really, really works. And um, instead of me telling you about it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the boys explain. Have a listen. Uh, I'm Sam Crane. I play Farinelli. Um, well, like half of Farinelli. <laughs> Speaking half. Yeah. Carlo, also known as. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you, you were at the Wanamaker as well? Yeah. Yeah. How, how does it differ for you um, being here? Um, well, I guess it's different... The, the main the, the, the auditorium obviously is the yeah. animation is so kind of you know tiny really it's like a little room it's just very um, it's just, you, you don't have to really think about well yeah, I guess you know you do a bit have to think about uh, sharing it but not really whereas here you've got obviously we've recreated the Wanamaker on the mm-hmm. stage so you've got those stage seating so yeah. that's kind of the same but then you also have a uh, um, stalls going quite far back. Yes. I mean, it's not like massive compared to some West End theatres, but still, it's uh, yeah. So I guess you know we have to think about that a bit. Certainly to begin with, once you've been doing it for a while, you don't really have to think about that anymore. Yeah. It's just kind of becomes instinctive. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's a big difference. And also another big difference, I think, is that. When we did it in Wanamaker, we did it over four weeks, but we only did, I think, 15 or 16 performances. Right. We were doing it in red. Oh, right, I didn't know So it's like, you know, two shows, one week. Yeah, then yeah. Three yeah. I didn't so, know it was in red, though. Yeah, uh, whereas here, obviously, we're doing eight a week. Mm. Um, but it's good, you know, it's, it's great. We kind of get on a real roll with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been terrific here. And get, loads of people got a chance to see it. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. Whereas in the one I make, obviously it was <laughs> you know ridiculously kind of exclusive. Yeah. Um, I have. I mean, it's unique. The thanks, Kathy. Uh, the fact that you you have Yeston coming and singing next to you. And mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, you, he's off stage to begin with, and then you come in, and, and then he sings mm-hmm. next to you. Um, was that always the conceit to me? Was that how? Yeah, as far as yeah, when I first heard about when John Dove, his director, first yeah. um, approached me about it, he did. Yeah, he said, "Look, don't worry, you're not going to have to sing." <laughs> um, and I think it was there also, kind of integral in the character, um, someone who, and in the story of why he goes. Yeah, it's someone who is not kind of comfortable with that side of himself. This. Uh, performative personality right. and, and the sort of public figure that was huge, you know, yeah. a, a kind of massive global celebrity, a yeah. sort of Michael Jackson equivalent. Yeah. Um, and I think you see that, you can see equivalence to that in big name performers, you know, throughout history, you know, when they create a kind of personality. Yeah. Uh, but there's obviously a real person um, behind that as yeah. well. 
uh, and I think with Farinelli, so he's with his name is Carlo Broski. Yeah. And he, um, he, I guess sort of understandably, was very troubled um, by his status and his celebrity and the reaction he got from people and yeah. also because it's all tied up with this sort of trauma he went through being castrated aged 10 years old and that's what's led him to have this amazing gift yeah. um, that, uh, so it's, it's a very kind of complicated relationship he has with his success and I think that's part of the reason why he wanted to uh, leave it all behind and yeah. sing privately yeah um, uh, so it kind of makes sense to have that split, I think, just in terms of the character and the story. Um, uh, it was when we were rehearsing at first, I saw that Amy Winehouse film. Yes. And she said something in it that really struck me. It was like she said, I just want to go like, sing in just a little room with a few people and be about the music, uh, which is obviously not when yeah. you're singing yeah or yeah exactly when there's thousands and thousands of people clamoring for you yeah. and screaming when you go on stage yeah. you don't even start and they'll <sighs> yeah. you know, it's like some Beatlemania yeah. you know it's, um, it's you know how do you deal with that yeah. you know? um, one thing I was talking to Mosey about the um, Mark looks like he's having so much fun on it you know, mm-hmm. it's such a the character is in such a dark place yeah. but um, he's got a real twinkle in his eye yeah. and is he how, how fun is he to play with it's really fun uh, to play with because he's he's very uh, encouraging of you know doing things slightly differently all the time yeah. and finding new things and not kind of thinking right this is the way it's got to be um, and he, you know just, so that is really fun yeah. because you never quite know what what you're going to do, or what he's going to do, mm. or um, and yeah, so it's, it's really fun. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. And my name is Yestin Davis, which for all those who don't ask about Yestin, it's I E S T Y N. There's no L in it. And but it doesn't really matter. It does matter it. because I have a website with pictures, and you'll go on that website. <laughs> um, and I sing the role of Farinelli, oh, um, right. which means I go on stage and stand next to Sam. And we do a double act, and uh, a bit like, um, I don't know, little and large. And we, uh, yeah, we do. Um, I, I sing all the the arias and give voice, give musical voice to Farinelli. Yeah, yeah. And how? I mean, was that always the conceit? You know, I mean. Well, I think uh, lots of people ask that question because, you know, they they see Mark as a sort of eccentric one on stage and the crazy one, and actually Sam plays Farinelli very. Uh, Quite reserved yeah. because, because, well, quite rightly as well, because I think Farinelli, the extroverts, the, the, the singer the, on stage, and that, that's what the play highlights actually yeah. as well is that he's Carlo Broski. Oh, the man. Well, guys. See you, cheers, Hoss. But um, yeah, I think it was always conceived that it was a play with music, yeah. and it wasn't until the first rehearsal where John Dove and Claire sort of thought, well, how are we going to do this? And of course, if I turned up and sort of been a complete idiot on stage and fallen over stuff, they would have been like, we've got to put him off stage and just sing and do something like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I could walk and. <laughs> Didn't it wasn't didn't have a face for radio, so it was fine. Right. So I just I basically you know convinced them it was okay to stand on stage, mm. and then they came up with the idea that the two work quite well next to each other. And I think it's just, I don't know it seems to work after about the first hour. People are like oh I get it because I've had a lot of people come to the show they hear me sing off stage, yeah. and then Sam walks on they're like oh no there must be so, he might be ill oh, I've come to the wrong show. And one show where a man went to the, even at the interval complained. He said I've paid to come and hear Yestin 
and it sounds like him, but it's not him. It doesn't look like him. It's definitely not. And they're like, it is, and no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is really effective. Like, uh, I mean, as an audience member, we saw it about six weeks ago, and, and you come on, and very quickly. Yeah. Especially if you're a guest of your theater litter as well. But I think even if you're not, very quickly your brain accepts it and goes, that's the voice. I mean, and that's the act. I mean, it is. And also, you got it's. if I came on and started speaking, you would be like, no, it doesn't yeah. work. But the fact that you come on singing and there's music, which is at a different speed from conversation, which yeah. is happening on stage. Yeah. Technically, it's got to be slight. I mean, it's a bigger house, right? It's yeah, you don't, you don't, you're not mad on the acoustic at the. Um, the one I'm going to make it, house, are you? No, the one I'm making is... This is dreadful. As a musician, it's quite dead in the house. Uh, yeah, it? well, it's, you know, it's designed for talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not fun for music at all. In fact, I don't... Theatres generally aren't fun. For, I mean, mm. opera houses are sort of designed for that. Yeah. And concert halls. Um, the one I make is all wood, which helps... Or wooden seats yeah. and floors, but there's a lot yeah. more cloth here. And yes, Niam, yeah. is this? How does this differ for you compared to, you know, opera and? and uh, you know? Well, it's 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 closer in form to sort of six, seventeenth uh, century operas that we had in England, like Purcell and stuff, where they were they called semi operas, where basically there would be a play, or even Shakespearean times, where you, yeah. you know, the, and the musician would come on and sing a song and double a character. So it's a bit like that, and it's. It's somewhere between doing a concert and doing an opera. You know, it's, it's, I suppose in an opera, I, everything on stage is, is set to music. There's you know, very rarely you've got any sort of um, dialogue. And um, you're also not so much competing, but the whole evening is about singers on stage. So in a sense, it's, it's easier for me to relax and enjoy this and, and do, do it on because I'm the only singer. Yeah. But also it's been really enjoyable because you know that this audience hasn't necessarily come to see an opera they've come to see a yeah. play you know, yeah. and lots of people have come to see Colin and Mark and it's a nice surprise to sort of introduce them to something without forcing it down their throat which you would do if you said come and see an opera and yeah. they sort of have to judge it because they come out and say oh I really like that and then they can nip across the road to English National Opera and see something there and it's different it's, of course in terms of how much I do of it because in in the classical music world, the kind of diary we have is that you would rarely do, because you do a lot more singing, I suppose, in a show or a concert, we rarely do two shows back to back at yeah. all, or two in a day. Yeah. I mean, I've only ever done that kind of thing when I've had, when we've done an opera with a dance company who need to dance every day. But um, that's really rare. Yeah. And singers who take two days off at the, most, at the mm. least. Um, so this has been when I've had to do sort of eight show weeks. It's been quite hard, and I didn't have to do it, but I had a choice. And I thought, well, I, you know, I'm feeling confident about it. Yeah. It's not a huge amount to sing, and um, I get a lot of time off in between arias. And, yeah. and we're also not doing the fully f- fleshed out arias. Plus, it's only five instruments. It's not a full orchestra, yeah. and you're not having to project over the orchestra into a big opera house. So, yeah. is there's pros and cons about it? Uh, but it'd be something I think about if we ever do it again about how to. Yeah, because I've got normal work as well. Yeah, yeah, of I recycled last night. Yeah, concerts here and there, and you need days off before those as well. So it's interestingly, I haven't got bored because you've got actors acting and doing a lot of different things with the yeah. dialogue, which you can't do in music so much. Yeah, people always talk about music. You know, you can reinterpret it and you can do stuff, but there's there's a certain limitation when you've got a conductor and an orchestra and you're playing written music. Yeah. It's like them being given an exact rhythm to do the words. They they get really frustrated after a yeah. while. When you think I've done about sixty of these, and I'm singing, so I don't, haven't, I couldn't.
counter like I can't yeah. count, I can't imagine doing fifty seven of some of these arias, fifty eight of these arias. It, it hasn't really it hasn't yeah. really hit me as dull or anything like that. Yeah. And yes I've sung them now fifty eight. <laughs> Sam Crane and Yeston Davis there who are appearing right now in Farinelli and the King until the end of March at the Belasco Theatre on Broadway. Now, if you couldn't see it here in London, why not take a trip to the Big Apple? Be worth it. That's all I'm saying. Now, before we wrap up here, if you are a theatre professional, I just want to let you know again that it's easy to join the network built by theatre professionals for theatre professionals. Uh, it grows every day. We have 18,000 profiles up there at the moment, and we have 4,000 active users. Join them. Start getting your profile out there for people to see. Start connecting to the world of theatre. And that's for everyone. It doesn't have to be UK-based. It's everyone. It's a global platform. You can follow us on all the socials. It's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions for the podcast. Just get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me at CurtainCallOnline.com and you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can even find us on Spotify these days. Um, now, it leaves me to say a huge thank you to the company of Farinelli and the King. I wish them all the best on Broadway. I know it will be a hugely successful run. It's a brilliant play. Well done to all involved. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Theatre Podcast. And I will catch you all a little later this week with a Christmas bonus episode. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.